When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. You horn tootin'. That's all I have to say. So everything else good? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, Everything's good. I, uh, Tom, I use every morning and when I do the show from home, mm-hmm. I tell myself, if you fold four items of clothing every break, you'd be done with your basket of laundry so you wouldn't have to do it after the show. Mm-hmm. But then I hear little Gogo's voice and I go, well, what would I rather do? Go play with her for two minutes yep. Yep. of laundry. <laughs> I haven't touched one laundry, but I, I, every day I tell myself, just do that instead. And I can't do it. Nah, because you'd never come back. I just hear her little voice and I go, okay, yep. I'll play with you for two seconds. And we play with dolls. And now she's getting good. She'll go, bye-bye, mama. And I'll say, bye-bye. And I'll run upstairs. Yeah. it's, it's <laughs> Well, that's why that BJ Shea thing meant so much to me, KISW in, in Seattle. Mm-hmm. BJ retired. I met BJ once many, many years ago. Matter of fact, we had dinner at Bar La Grassa. And he brought right. that up, I guess, on the air. But we connected and he talked about this that at first i seemed like i don't like to talk to radio people which is true by the way i'm not a big fan but uh he figured it out when he said god tom i don't know if uh, you know anything about this but i'm gonna start working with my family and he said i lit up like a christmas tree and said man working with your family you're gonna love it i've been working with my family since they were little kids my wife i work with her yeah i mean that's what you're talking about would i rather fold clothes or hang out with Gogo. There's not even a choice. As soon as I hear her little voice and her <laughs> yeah. and Justin or Nana downstairs, I'm like, I fold one sock, like not even with its match. You just kind of like bend it in half and then just run downstairs, throw a little fake baby around with her and then run back up. But isn't, I mean, that's what life is all. I sincerely do not understand these people that abandon their children or uh, guys that, you know, impregnate a woman and then never meet the baby. It's like, it's your kid. How could you not want to know that baby? Yeah, I don't know. I blows my mind. Yeah. It's tough. I, I, hey, look, my kids are both in their 30s now, and I still treat them like they're about five. Yeah, they know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> they, they know. I mean, in a good way, not in a bad way. But No, I know. I um, Yeah, you guys spend a lot of time together. Sometimes I yeah, think about that, and it kind of blows my mind how much time you guys spend together. Because with the podcast, you're guaranteed an hour a day with some of them like it's pretty intense that's a lot of time together with family one problem i do have the only problem i have with my children and it's because they're human beings like if we're out in public having dinner or something 
Yeah. And a few people stop by the table to say hello because they listen to the morning show or they listen to this show or whatever, whatever the situation is. But I, I think when they were teenagers, they had had enough of that. So every time somebody does that for the next few days, it's like I have the worst job in the world and they don't even want to talk to me about it. It's hilarious. I, my kids and I get along really well, except for when listeners say hello. And it's not that they don't like the listeners. That's not what I mean. It's just, oh, you think you're a big deal, do you? But I'll show you a few things. It's <laughs> probably because what... after they talk to you, you keep pushing everyone around saying, look at how big I am. Yes, that's what I do. Listen, you kids, you're so lucky to have me as a father. It's unbelievable. If I ever said that to Andy and Alex, they would never talk to me again. But... Like, I don't think Andy and Alex care that much now. I think as teenagers, no, not now. they when hated they it. But yeah, because I, I've run into people that uh, were excited to meet Alex uh, before, and she's will talk your ear off. So feel free Yeah, to no question her. about it. I mean, that, that was at a time, too, I'm talking about when they were, you know, I'm talking about maybe 20 years ago. Yeah. The highest rated morning show in America. So it was every day. I mean, for a while, for a year or two i had to have an armed guard with me wherever i went which is really uncomfortable that's insane i, I think know, but, you, know. you know what it doesn't matter when you're a teen you just don't think your parents are cool no matter how many no. people are telling you how amazing they're there was some <laughs> like i want to say it was like bob dylan or maybe steven tyler was talking about how somebody asked like does your kids love coming on concert with you she goes I have a teenager. Do you think they like when a stage full of people are clapping at their dad? Like, no, <laughs> because they want to hate their dad. They want to be annoyed with their dad. So when a bunch of people yep. are like, they're, you're just eye rolls. You're right. a teenager. So like, oh, you think that he plays the guitar so well? Well, you should have saw what he did last night when he didn't do yeah. the dishes and my mom had to cuss him out. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> typical. That's all I have to say. Typical, typical. Self-made millionaire who used to work at McDonald's shares three things he refuses to tip on. I have not seen the, the story yet. Three things. I was trying to think of, is there anything I would refuse to tip on? Can you think, guys think of, like, are there three things that you would not tip someone for? Um, yeah. I think, some, I think picking up a pizza is pretty minimal effort, right? I don't know. You mean picking it? You go pick it up, or they deliver it to you? They pick it no, up. No, no. Oh my God, pick it up! Like uh, total. I would always tip anybody that comes to the house is getting tip. We yeah. rarely get yeah. anything delivered to the house, though. I mean, we're mm, like, right. My time just isn't that precious. I'll just jump in the car and grab it. <laughs> um, but it's funny because like there's places that do a lot of food prep right there, and sometimes if you see them, you're like, okay, mm -hmm. but a lot of like donuts. Maybe grabbing donuts from there, I wouldn't think of tipping. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts kind of thing. Like picking up food for me, I feel like maybe sushi is the one that you like you kind of have to because it's like there's a lot mm, of labor yeah. and very yeah. – but like, yeah, making a pizza, not that that's not a craft in its own right, but, you know, it's a pizza. Yeah, or if I do tip going to pick like the food up from the restaurant, I'll be like a lesser tip than I normally would if I were to sit yeah. down or yeah. get yeah. it delivered. Sure. I remember I worked at um, – uh, uh, an Asian restaurant and I had, they put out a tip thing for pickup. I didn't care, like tip or not. And this nurse came up to me, goes, why should you be tipped? And I shouldn't. I was like, you really don't have to tip me. Like, ma'am, like, you're a nurse. You but do a lot. Like, and it just felt so like, listen, I promise I didn't put that there. Right. 
and I have no emotional and attachment also, to the change. Hold on. I've, I've got a bone to pick with this nurse. Right. One, they should tip me instead of you because your attitude sucks, lady. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She wasn't wrong, but I just wanted to be like, look at me. Look at me. You think I made that tip jar? Even but, if I did, no. You but think think it. about think about that mindset of like now comparing. How, how what is it to justify one occupation over another for who deserves tips and who doesn't? Right. So just because you I, don't get tipped now, I shouldn't either. I can tell you this though. I did not deserve a tip. I ate so much food there <laughs> off of the buffet line. Well, there you have it. And by the way, AJ has a camera on me. I just had sushi last night. How'd you know that? Oh. I have my sources. What can I say? Camera. What kind of rolls are you eating? What What do you like? California. It's called the uh, California Volcano. Ooh. It's a bed of California rolls, and on top of that mm. is a spiced uh, chicken kind of. Oh, my God. It's phenomenal. It's really, really good. I love sushi. Oh, you guys so love sushi? Good. Oh, it's yes. so good. Any chance I can go to Wakame? Like that is probably one of my favorite sushi spots here in Minneapolis. What comedy they have the uh, what's it the Uptown Roll? That's my go-to there. The Uptown oh, Roll, so good. I love that you, you pro, you're saying it correctly. There's probably like a group of people just Wakame. No, walk me, walk me, what came, what came? Let's go to what came. Yeah, it uh, is a good place by the way. You're right. Mm -hmm. I go. Yeah, it is. Hey, a good right. Uh, me and Justin went there a lot. Just uh, Tom, and you know who we saw there? Hmm. Denny Hacker. <laughs> Danny, was he a man or a woman at the time? Uh, Wait, what? No, he transitioned. I thought he just had the whole stealing cars or whatever yeah. scandal. It was after he got out of jail or yeah, prison. He became a woman. I didn't know he became a woman. AJ, look it up. So is it Denise Hecker now? Uh, maybe. I don't know if it's Denise or not. I haven't talked to Denny in a long time. Denny. First time I ever met Denny. Yeah. First time I ever met him, he walks up and he goes, Tommy. Gives me a hug and kisses me on the cheek. I'm like, oh, well, okay, Denny. Thank you. Thank you, we Denny. We are not in New York. We are not in Beverly Hills. <laughs> You're not even Italian. Cut that out. Um, he was always very pleasant to me. I didn't know he was a thief. So Yeah, yeah I, I. the only thing me and Justin noted is that his version, because he had just gotten out of prison, and we're like, oh, this is his version of slumming it. Like, we live a post-prison life <laughs> yeah. our best life we're living is denny hecker's post-prison life okay. are guys like him when they get out are they just broke they have nothing i have no well obviously he didn't have so. nothing well come ain't cheap right yeah i suppose well, i suppose he got something going on but yeah it was weird i didn't see him all that much but whenever i saw denny he was always very very pleasant to me i don't know it's one of those deals yeah i don't know him at all and so it was just like one of those funny things where we always talk about what is uh Denny Hecker's slum spot and our date night spot, like our special spot. Well, wasn't he at one time worth like $750 million? Yeah. yeah. And now he's worth nothing? Yeah. That's got to be a... tough to take. Maybe I'd cut my wiener off too. I I don't know where you're getting that information. Yeah, I, mean, I cannot believe that AJ said, fact check you this. still can't find a picture? I I found I found nothing about any sexual transitions of... Well, I don't know that it made the news. I'm just talking about his picture. There's a picture of him going around I feel as a like, woman. I feel like if Denny Hecker went through a midlife sex change, that uh, that would make the news potentially. You think so? Yeah, he's a big enough name still, and especially in this area where somebody would say, you know, he is now not a man anymore. Yeah, I, I maybe I'm just searching the wrong thing. I have not found anything. I've, I found that he has a book. I found. 
uh, his, like his mugshot. I found all this other stuff. I've, I found nothing about any type of transition. No, but yeah. the name of the book is now you have to call me Tits McGee. Did you notice that? Oh, he just says Tits as a man. It happens to most. <laughs> It does. It's absolutely true. All right. Well, if you can't find it, no big deal. There is a picture of him out there fully dressed up as a woman. And he claimed he at the time claimed that he's now a woman. Now, I don't know if he was making it up or he's pulling our tit or whatever. I don't know. Like I said, I always got along with Denny just fine. I never uh, he never put the touch on me for anything. It was always very pleasant. So if he wants to be a woman, good for him. If he doesn't good for him, too. You know, that's funny when you look at all that stuff. I still don't understand you know, they're always talking about this person and that person. You, you're a man. You became a woman. A woman became a man. You did this. You did your transgender. Why does, does some other people, why would I absolutely give a rat's ass about what you do with your sexuality? Well, how would I care about that? With their gender? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, some people get so whipped up. Oh, they look what they did. They're transgender. Who cares? Yeah. Not your body. Let them, they want to put stuff in there. The one thing that I will say that went a little over the top was that they started claiming that transgender men can have a baby. No, they cannot. Why do they claim that? That's a pretty extensive surgery. It certainly is. It's not a possibility, Tevin. (laughs) No, exactly. Like you, you you don't just, whatever. It was a joke, Brittany. Anyway, on with your day. Yeah. Way to go, Brittany. Sorry, I ruin everything, I guess. You do. You ruin everything. There's no question. Um, God, who was the guy I was just thinking of? There was, oh, the guy the, the guy who was banging another guy in the Senate uh, office? Yep. He got oh, fired. Oh, yeah. You guys, huh? We were talking about it yesterday. Yeah, he got fired, I heard, yes, last night. That probably makes sense. I think that... I guess. Well, you know, who the hell wants to have sex in the Senate office anyway? I Justin what? tries to have sex with me in this closet after work, and I say, this sure. is my place of work, sir. Yeah. Please yep. get out of here. <laughs> Throw a washcloth over the <laughs> webcam. This is... It's so... After meeting Justin on Saturday at the Hubbard party, I can even not believe that statement. <laughs> Just the most... Just seems like the most stand-up guy of all time. Don't put... Don't blast... Uh, blastize <laughs> this man Justin. No, we are not living this life. <laughs> Nobody's going to be taking Justin's side on this podcast, okay? Why not? And I know, he's better than me. And, like, he would never. And literally, like, he's, I am insane. He is normal and lovely. But, like, you know what's we, funny about that? Hmm. I went to your wedding. I've seen him come. He, was, he has never spoken to me. Did yes, you know he that? Has. On no, he has. On his birthday, not. he went to the Vikings. Oh, yeah, he said, suite. thank you. That's not talking to me. What? You guys yeah. have had actual conversations. No, he didn't. Bring him he on the podcast. Faking. He was faking it. He was excited to see you at the boat. And you liar. See, now I know you're lying. <laughs> Brittany just tells him really, really bad stories about you, and so he shies away. <laughs> Justin is like, first so off, he's, he's a lot quieter than me, period, Doc. Oh, he's like, very quiet. Yeah, everybody's a lot quieter than you. <laughs> Thank you. And so like the a lot of times. four of us together are a lot quieter than you. Also, we definitely need to figure out where this millionaire is not tipping. I know that we've gone on a tangent. Okay, about we'll, Teddy I'll Hector. get to it right now. Well, I'll get to it. Yeah, because you guys don't, you know, keep your finger on the pulse. It's not my fault. Look at me. I got this train back on the track. You did. There's no question about it. Okay, so we're going to find out now. Self-made millionaire who used to work at McDonald's shares three things he refuses to tip on. Uh, did you guys ever make a guess or things that you wouldn't tip on? We we did the things you wouldn't tip on. Yeah. But I have no idea what the three things would be. Do yeah, you? I'm excited. No. Uh, yeah, I, mean, I want to hear what he's okay, going to say. Here we go. 
Oh, oh there's a paper bag he's carrying. Oh, he's it a must man be a of delivery. the people. Okay, here we go, ladies. I might actually sit so up blue collar. <laughs> what? Just so blue collar of him. Well, I mean, it really is. Yes, no question. One of my earliest jobs was working at McDonald's for four dollars an hour, grilling burgers in front of a hot stove, while my manager yelled at me for not being fast enough. Today, I'm a self-made millionaire. Would you ever write that down? No, and it's not that big a flex nowadays either. Like, no, no it's I not. Mean, and I'm not acting like millionaire isn't a lot of money, but like, it's not. You you could have one million dollars in lived next door to me and I would have no idea. Like it's not yeah, well, that for insane. me it's the self-made part. Like I've never met a millionaire that's been like yeah. I'm in not self-made. Yeah. Like they're I inherited all I inherited millions money. of dollars. Yeah. There was a Kardashian once that called themselves a self-made millionaire. Oh my and God. I was like <laughs> those people. You know? Okay. Also that not entire happening. statement seems super redundant. Just like I spent I I I at one point worked at McDonald's. Okay. Grilling mm -hmm. over a hot stove. First off, you're grilling over a hot. I hope it's not a cold stove. That right. makes sense. Also, if you say yeah. you worked at McDonald's, I think everybody's mind goes to, hey, you were probably like a cook doing the burgers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just say, hey, I used to Absolutely. work at McDonald's and now I'm a self-made right. millionaire. Period. Boom. Done. So today I'm a self-made millionaire, but I've never forgotten how tough service jobs are. And I want to be generous with my resources while being wealthy. Lately, though, I've noticed that tipping isn't really a voluntary demonstration of gratitude anymore. It's become a built-in expectation and an expensive one. But you can shift your mindset to reward people for great service while still protecting your finances. While some people... Boy, this guy loves money, doesn't he? He's talked about money five times in the first three paragraphs. Yeah, I think... This boy's in love with money. Yeah. It's true. While some people may disagree here, the three things I refuse to tip on, number one at a point-of-sale reader where no service is rendered. What's a self-appointed point-of-sale reader? It's, that's like, at, they have these a lot at the airport. Now they're starting to see them at stadiums. It's you're just going up there and scanning out yourself or a self-checkout. Well, who would you tip? Exactly. They have the option, though. Mm -hmm. You can tip a machine? Yeah. Well, I, th I think it's one of those where it's like the pool gets distributed at the end of the game or whatever to... Yeah, well, yeah. or like I workers. went to, uh, what was it, Smash Burger, Mark Wahlberg's place in the Mall of America the other day, and they have Wahlberg. on the wall... Wahlberg's. Wahlberg's, there you go. Yeah. The, on the wall, they have a kiosk where you can put your order in, and then it'll somebody will bring the bag to the counter and go, order number seven, and then like you, but you still have the option to tip on that when you're not even mm -hmm. interacting with anybody. You were definitely at Smash Burger because they're the ones that have that? No, it's what everyone's at the Mall of America, Wahlberg's. I know. Well, Smash they no, Smash Burgers. At, not Ma I so it's know not you were Mark at Wahlberg's Smash Burgers, but yes. they do have both, and I just know what kiosk you're talking about, yes, and then you have you. to start wondering how often I'm eating burgers at the mall, the fact <laughs> that I know. I wouldn't even know how to get to the mall anymore. That's how long what? it's been since I've been there. I'll pick you up. We'll go. I don't ever go to the mall anymore. I've I don't know why. Like every three days I've gone there. because really? My mom came in town. She wanted to shop. I like going there. I walk around. I love it. Well, I'm glad to hear it is a beautiful place. I, I, and to tell you the truth, I don't even know why I don't go there, but I just haven't been there in a long time. Uh, point of sale reader where no service is rendered. Let's say you go to the uh, mall and buy a pastry displayed at the front counter. The clerk uses a tong to place the pastry in a brown paper bag, punches the, ca the cost in an electronic uh, kiosk, and spins it around to you. You... <laughs> Jude's knocking at the door. Look at I him know. over my shoulder. Go let him in, okay? I'll go let him in. Hey, he's mom must have gone. Right, he's it's so, true. He looks so sad with a Christmas tree near him. So while Tom's doing that, I took my Amish relatives to the Mall of America once. 
Oh my god! Top ten funniest experience of all. We got there at like ten o'clock in the morning when it opened. They spent Ooh. all day. I ended up having to leave and be like, "You guys can just come home when this place closes tonight at eight o'clock." <laughs> just walking around slowly, looking around. Like, what is this? So this is modern machinery. You guys still talking about Mall of America? Oh, yeah. yeah. While you were getting up, I told them that I took uh, my Amish relatives one year to the Mall of America, and they literally spent the entire day. I had to leave them, and they <laughs> oh, sure. came back. They spent 30 minutes just staring at an escalator? Oh, like underwater world? They were amazed. <laughs> They're like, what really? is this? Yeah. Great place. Yeah. Okay, so here's the deal. You see uh, default options of for a tip of 15, 20, 25% or no tip. I'll usually hit that uh, no tip button or adjust the percentage to what I think is reasonable. The same goes for coffee unless I've developed a personal relationship with the clerk or they lift your spirits every morning. Yeah, you want to tip then, don't you? Picking up a takeout order. One of the more awkward. So, so far I agree with them. I wouldn't tip for either one of these either. Yeah. Or I'd figure mm -hmm. out my own tip. Yeah, maybe yeah, like throw true. a dollar in it and live our lives. Yeah. One of the more awkward tipping situations is when you get to a, a restaurant before your uh, to-go order is ready. As you're sitting or standing around waiting, you might make some small talk with the person working there. When the bill finally comes, there's a check with the word tip underneath the total. What do you do? I rarely hesitate to cross a horizontal line across the tipping field. Given that no service was rendered, no tip means to, he, to be paid. I shouldn't have to tip an employee just for smiling and saying hi. And I agree with that, you know. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't they tell them at the time they take that job that you're probably not going to get tipped? Yeah, yeah. I, it's just not Most... that deep. I think we, again, like as somebody who's been on the other side of it, I don't think you expect tips not at, at pickup. Mm. And so when it happens, you're like, oh, cool, thanks. But like by no means you're like, oh, I can't believe they didn't tip me because I put this in right. a bag. And a lot of times the POS system that they use is the same that they're using if you were to sit down. So they can't yeah. just remove that option. So it's, this is more of mm -hmm. a consumers are just making a big deal out of something that the workers themselves are not expecting. Paying a tradesperson for house repairs when a plumber, electrician, contractor, handyman comes to my house to fix something, even though they are providing a service, I don't tip. See, I do. That's the one I, I, I differ with uh, this man on. If somebody comes and does a great job, cleans up after themselves, leaves it pristine, I would definitely tip them because they went the extra mile to make sure they didn't leave a mess behind because some okay. people do leave a mess behind. I'm like barely in the adult world. I would never think to tip right. on house repairs. I would not. I, but we just this year, I mean, we every year, like, we have to figure out how to tip our recycling and trash guys. And it is the most, we just did it today, it is the most elaborate thing because we can never catch them. So we have to, like, tape it to the, mm -hmm. but, like, even that, I was like, I, Justin was like, yeah, we got it, like, five years ago when we moved here. Was like, we got it. I was like, what? Well, like, I don't know. There's like so many things to be an adult, and I would have never thought of that, Tom. Yeah, I don't know. I've always done that. I, you know, probably because I was never a tradesperson myself, but almost all my friends in North Minneapolis were. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's yeah. why I do it. Well, my you thought know? process would be if I'm paying a higher premium for your service compared to somebody else that'll do it for, you know, 500 bucks less, mm -hmm. but it's because mm -hmm. you're doing a much better job anyway. Yeah. So that's why I would be like, oh, that's included in your fee. That's why I'm paying you more to begin with. I do try to give everybody bubble water when they come in this house. Oh, sure. So Would you like a water with that. lemon, sir? Yeah, right? Like, I'm always like, 
she wants to then especially if i like have a connection with them and i know they have a long drive i'm like you want a bubble water for the road and they're like all right the biggest thing that's uh, that's bothering me about these kiosks that you know hey here's your would you like to tip tom mentioned this earlier in the story the first option is 20 percent, 15 percent like well, yeah, now I, it's crept up to like 25. That's the thing. Then it's yeah. like, okay, do you want to do 20, 25 or 30%? Look, I thought 20 is like, that's the standard. And that's like, mm-hmm. even if you're feeling generous, if I am doing like a coffee and whatever, like maybe, maybe not 35%. I don't know why that's an option. It, it really gets to the point where like, I don't go out very much. I mean, we don't, we just don't. Um, and if we do, and we bring Gogo, you're getting at least 20% because I know that she's going to create chaos at your table. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think it, it it's one of those things where in the long run, I don't think this always benefits the servers because I think a lot of people just start adding that on in their mindset of, can I afford to go out? And the answer is kind of no. There you have it. Oh, finally, at the end, I was looking, I had to look for this because he does not identify himself. But then at the very end, that says Sam Dugan worked in investment banking for 13 years before starting Financial Samurai, a personal finance website. So he does identify himself because in the story, he does not. Okay. So looking for because I thought for a second, it's like, well, what does this guy know? He didn't even say who he is, but yeah. he does. I've never heard of Sam Dugan and I investment banking. Good for him. Financial Samurai. It's kind of a cute name, huh? It is. I feel like his Sam Dugan's manager at McDonald's is going like, this guy was a terrible worker. He was the worst fry cook I ever Could had. Be. Could be. I've heard that about myself before yeah. on certain jobs, you know. Same. It all works out in the I thought that article would be a lot better than it was. Same. I just thought, I thought it was going to have some impact. Like, well, these are the certain people that do need to be tipped. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it says it in here. I don't know. It's kind of a lame story, I thought. I thought it'd be a lot better. Same. I only read just a little bit of it, and I thought it was interesting enough to post. No, I, yeah, I understand why you would pick a story like that. But it, the guy, look, it's Sam Dugan that didn't deliver. It's not yeah, your fault. It's Mr. Dugan. I Yeah, Mr. Dugan. It was a lot of obvious things, and it was like, okay. Yeah, I think we can file this under, Tom, the classic case of people just not doing their job 100%. Brittany just read 50% yeah. of the article and threw yeah. it up there. I didn't and... even read 50% of it. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. You wouldn't want to work. You want to you know, put in an All effort right. thing like that. Me and Mr. Dugan yeah. have one thing in common. We're both self-made thousandaires. And <laughs> That's not there's wrong. something to be said That's about not wrong. that. Well, I can see that. I can see that happening, no question about it. But do we... I forgot. We already took our first break, didn't we? I want to make sure, though. First sure break of this hour? We did. Have we? We have not no. yet. I, okay, that's why I wanted to check to make sure. Uh, so let's take a break. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? 
Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res Carpet Care. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them, or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Narcissists are nightmares during the holidays. Here's how to cope with them. It's the happiest time of the year unless you're spending it with a narcissist. Narcissists are nightmares most of the time. Don't you think pretty much everybody right now is a narcissist? I don't know. I think a narcissist is a very specific, like, year-round. I don't think I think I don't think you can be a class like an actual narcissist unless it's constant like it's not well, that's what i meant but do you think you said do you think they're common right now oh no you don't, don't really no oh boy i sure do people think more about themselves now than they ever have in the history of my life 
I think that's true, but I think that term is thrown around quite a bit when it's not narcissist. Yeah, I yeah. think like narcissist. When I think of a narcissist, I think of somebody where it's like they're always directing the attention back to themselves. Or if you tell them like I had a bad day, they're like, "Well, you should hear about you know my day that I had." And it's yeah. like, okay, well, no, I like there's no way around. Like they can't get outside of themselves. Well, that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. People now are more narcissistic than they've ever been. Everything is about me. You haven't noticed that, really? I think that you're right. Like, I think narcissistic, yes. But full narcissism is something I've only ran into maybe twice in my life where I go, like, this person's almost a sociopath. Like, yeah. where mm. you go, this, they're actually clinically crazy. Like, what is the difference? Like, like I mean, there are people that, like, lean towards you but when you start kind of noticing they're lacking any sort of empathy for anybody and mm -hmm. constantly making things about themselves mm -hmm. i mean constantly and every road leads back to whatever problem has with them that is a unique individual that you, i don't think i run into often oh god every day really every people right now it's me 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 more me now uh you hurt my feelings oh i feel so bad it's always about them always now mm -hmm. and it's not just in america it's around the world people focus on themselves more than they ever have and it's you you hurt my feeling you're always the bad guy mm -hmm. so that's my view of narcissism is oh i'm i you you harmed me oh i should be better no get off your ass go to work and shut up how about that how about that see see it's the happiest time of the year unless you're spending it with a narcissist. Narcissists are nightmares most of the time, and holidays are no exception. Ex experts say getting through Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, birthdays, other special occasions with them can be especially taxing. See, I don't have to deal with that. I don't have a narcissist in my family, so I don't have to deal with it. I mean, they're leaning, but, you know. Okay. <laughs> what? You don't even know who I meant. Okay, take it easy. Take it easy. I, just, I just love that it was narcissists are everywhere. Everybody's nar not me and my family. Like, yeah, because that's true. Because I, I raised my kids I, properly, unlike your parents. Yeah, yeah Kevin. Apparently. So you guys really don't think people are the most, are the, by far, the most selfish they've ever been in America? I believe that. I just don't. Yeah. And well, that's basically and, narcissism. Well, because this article is talking about like people that are like Brittany was saying, where it's like you need to be checked into a home type of thing. Like it's the over the top, not just focusing on your emotions, but the over the top, like almost insulted that somebody would have the audacity to not think that they're the greatest thing ever. I haven't read that in here so far. Does it come up? Yeah. Let me scroll down here. Let me scroll down. Here. I'll find it sooner or later. Uh, anyway, so narcissists are never satisfied unless they're the center of attention. Okay, right there. You want to tell me that everybody doesn't think they're the center of attention? I, I there's I a lot of people now that have that, like, main character... Energy? Yes, where... You know, they're they're driving and the road should magically part ways and no traffic because I have to be somewhere yep. or like, yep. you know, um, I I don't have to wait in this line. That would be absurd. Everybody right. else is, is, you know, they can't comprehend that other people have lives and have stuff going on as well. And believe it or not, you are not the center. The spotlight does not solely hit you.
So mm -hmm. really, I know it's very, very hard to believe for some people, but, but I would say this, I have never ever seen an era in my life where people, if you're not, if you don't believe what they believe will actually try to harm you because you don't have the political beliefs that they do. I have never, I mean, at the point it is now, I have never seen people be so incredibly mean to someone because they disagree with them. Yeah. What is that? I don't know, but I do feel like, so this article is going to tell us tips and tricks for the holidays, but I feel like we could probably apply them to every day if that's something you're running into a bunch. Well, don't, you guys don't run into that. No. Not God, I do every single day. I mean, just being around the three of you, narcissistic as hell. Yeah. yeah. All about you. You know. That's what they you call know. me. AJ, the narcissist Fredrickson. Yep. I should, I should put this article <laughs> here because I was like, this will show AJ. No, I, I, but you've noticed that the people, well, look, first of all, the far end of the spectrum, both left and right, those people are disgusting. Yeah. Unless you believe exactly what I believe, I hate you. It's like, how stupid are you? Seriously. I mean, I just don't understand this whole extremism thing in politics. I've never understood that. Isn't the whole idea in politics is kind of meet in the middle? That's why, you know, that's how it started out. Yeah, yeah. I think I think so. It's I I think it's really interesting what kind of people you attract, Tom, because like there should be no reason that on a day to day basis you're fighting about politics with the people around you. Yeah, gee, you're smiling when you say that. Hmm? <laughs> No, it causes my, politics in this state has caused me major problems. Yeah. Because I'm not an extremist. I'm in the center and they do not like that. When you're in the center, they don't like that at all. You know? Is it because so, they, they can't be like the warrior on one side or the other? I guess. I, I don't know what it is. It's just this ridiculous. I could never be that locked into one political party anyway. I've been a Democrat. I like Democrats and Republicans. I just don't like far left and far right people. I find them to be a massive pain in the ass because it's all about them. It's not you. It's not Tevin. It's not AJ. It's all about me. Right? Yeah. Why did that happen? I don't know. Our education system is a disaster. That's why that happened. Uh, what, what our educational, not all, our public school system is a complete failure, utter failure. Huh. Have you looked at the numbers? No, I haven't. Um, the only thing I know is um, the kids in my life that go to those schools are doing well, but... They know how to read? Well, not yeah. that, um, but, you know. Yeah. I would... No, my nephews, both Finn and Ike, know how to read, and all of them know how to read. Why don't, you know, Josie goes to a Spanish immersion school, so not only does she speak English, she speaks Spanish, and that's a public school. What a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, go... No, I say hola, Josie. <laughs> I say hola, no. No, I, I just, I am surprised, though. And, and it really does bother me that people love to focus on themselves. I mean, you got to take care of yourself. I understand that part. But it, it just, if you don't agree with me, I hate you. What? I just don't yeah, understand it, people like that. And maybe that's why, like, our generation often just avoids the conversations. I Are you I, insane? You talk about it more than anybody in history. I bring up politics, politics constant. Well, not on the show. 
I'm not saying you specifically. I'm talking about your generation. Oh, I was like, what? I don't even know half the time who's running for what. Um, <laughs> I have to Google, I if, ass, I have you know? to Google I have if I'm no supposed to be a Democrat or Republican. <laughs> I, I have no What's emotional that? attachment to anything that is uh, running for an office. I don't. I don't care at all. It doesn't. Well, see, Tevin just took a side. Did you notice that? What do you say? What? That I have to Google if I'm voting to be Democrat or Republican? Yes, you have to. Yeah. No, that's what oh, I'm saying. Like, I'm, Are you going to Google it? No, I'm saying like if somebody goes like, oh, they're far left or far right, I'm like, oh, shoot, which side was which again? Like, Because I, I really could not care less. Well, that's good. So you have no political beliefs at all? I mean, I have political beliefs but not anything like i'm not about to sit here and argue with somebody because you know of their political belief like if you believe that we should vote one way good for you i don't really give two f's regardless That's the way of I look as, at as long as everybody treats everybody fairly that is the way i look at it absolutely well i'm glad to hear that because it, it's not really apparent when you look at society uh, everybody's about themselves right now. And I suppose our leadership is very weak right now and has been for, I don't know how many years. So I suppose some people have to turn inward to protect themselves from that. That does make sense. But yes, I, I just wouldn't carry it on. It's like, you want to be this, you want to be that good for you. I mean, we're in a situation now where half of America out there hates Jews. Explain that to me. They don't even know what the hell a Jew is, but they hate him. Yeah. What what is that? Explain I don't know. That to me. It seems like such a vague construct in general. Yeah. Like what it like technically I'm Catholic because that's what I was confirmed oh, as. You're the bad guy too, then so am I. Catholic. Yeah, but food. like no. what do I I We're have out. nothing in my house that would convey that. But like <laughs> exactly. Like but exactly. I'm technically that's what I am. That's what I was raised. Um, but like, so what is Judaism? You know what I mean? Like, what are you mad about? What is this? They don't concept? even know. They want Nobody to be mad knows. about. Something. That's my whole point. Yeah. They want to be mad all the time. Uh -huh. So even if they have to invent something, they will invent something so they can be pissed off at the world because yeah. that's what they're doing right now with Jews. It's terrible. Right? Garbage. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you something. A couple of guys in New York pissed off Alec Baldwin. Did you see that video? Yeah, Alec Baldwin losing his shit in the streets of New I'm York is the most life. American thing you can ever see. I thought it was terrific because some guy tried to run. Well, I, I suppose, do you do you hate Jews or not? He went off on them like there was no tomorrow, right. which I really liked. I thought that was wonderful. Right, and also like Alec Baldwin just beat a murder charge. What do you? He just shot somebody. What are you exactly. going to run up on Alec Baldwin for? <laughs> yeah, so, not the one. Not the no, one you want. So did he beat? He did beat that murder charge. Oh yeah, he did beat it. Um, I think it is it still going. I mean, I just assume since he's not in jail right now that yeah. they're yeah yeah. I hope for Hilaria's sake that he escapes it, you know. Are his 12 kids? Yeah, think of the kids in Wardo, in Estevez. Esteban. Alec, I don't know how many kids he has. He has a lot. Because yeah, what? he's got a lot. Have we lost our train uh -oh. of thought here? I think Brittany's no, looking up how many it. kids They're showing Alec his Baldwin. first two, and then they're not showing all of the ones he's got okay oh, i i i'm only seeing one that's named ireland oh oh yeah, Brittany, he's got you lied two from us. his first marriage and then he's got one two three four five i think six from his new marriage he has six kids with his new wife 
Yeah. Boy, I didn't know that. But I was kind of proud of him, to tell you the truth, because he did not back down at all. If you, have you guys seen the video? I have not. No. Uh, no, I yeah, haven't. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty interesting, because these guys get in his face, and Alec Baldwin is not going to let somebody get in his face. I'm surprised he didn't punch somebody, because he usually does. But I was uh, I was very impressed with him. He stood his ground and said, you people are full of shit. You leave me alone. Get away from me. You have no idea what you're talking about. And I really admired him for that. Because they, ooh, they found somebody famous that they could go mm. at a cost. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what that was what all about, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I see somebody famous. Now this video is going to go viral and we're going to get attention. Yeah. And yep. they're hoping that, you know, we'll cancel Alec Baldwin and that'll be a scandal. And like it's all just for clicks. Okay, I got the number. He has eight children, including Ireland Baldwin. Well, there you have. Didn't you just say that he has two with the first marriage and six in the next? Well, I was counting on random, like a picture of them all. And I was like, I think that I've, I've, I've got a full, I've got a full list with names if you want to. Perfect. No, Perfect. I just wanted to clarify. I was like, I think he's got almost 10 kids. And then I felt bad. But yeah, he's got eight. See, now for young people listening, that's called derailing the show completely. Now we're looking up how many kids Alec Baldwin has. <laughs> yeah. Who gives a rat's ass? I give many asses of rats, sir. <laughs> asses of rats. Thank you. Do you like Alec Baldwin? Or do you not like him? Um, I don't think I would like him in person, but I yeah. loved him yeah. on Thirty Rock. I love. I thought he he was the perfect guy to play a General Electric uh, higher up. Um, he did that role very well, but I can't. Sometimes he'll talk, and I'll say, and he yeah. freaks out all the time. He There's does. so many videos of like him yelling on social media too of like on live videos where he's like you come from my family and you're like okay. <laughs> he does All do right. that which i kind of like you know it works out in the end in any case um yeah I, I just perception is is i think the problem with perception is if you grew up in that environment you do not recognize it as much as an outsider would because mm -hmm. you've, you've become accustomed to it, so you don't even notice it's there anymore. By you, I just mean a human being. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there are a lot of things you go, my God, that's glaring. And they go, no, it's not. It's always been. Well, see, again, you're accustomed to it. So to you, it's different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a whole different situation. Uh, works out in the end, though, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my best to stay on track for this one so we don't go to the break at, like, 59 again. Okay, what do well, you think? We started with the article about how to have, deal with a narcissist during holidays. Are there any quick tips we can grab from there or no? No, it's a very boring article again. Okay. And that's the problem with most things. The headlines are always better than the story. Okay. You know, narcissists are nightmares during holidays. So it just tells you how to, well, I could, I could run a few tips if, if uh, yeah. there's going on and on about narcissists. I have to get down to. Yeah. It's how uh, to cope what, with a narcissist during the holidays. There's a little, uh, uh, bullet point. Yeah, there. because we got what a narcissist. This article goes on and on and on. Okay. What a narcissist like on birthdays. Who cares? Okay, so here's it. There we go. I got it. Okay, cool. I got it. How to cope with a narcissist during the holidays. If you have to spend a holiday or birthday with a narcissist, experts offer the following tips, except they'll probably hate your gift. I, you ever been through that where somebody actually told you they hated your gift? Yeah, you can tell. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's terrible. You should just Fine. give them cash. Then they can't ever do that to you. Yeah. So there you go. Well, they'll say something like, oh, how personal. What? 
Yes, that's like what this person wants chaos. They will never be happy. Yeah, see, well, there you go. That's what we were talking about. People, a lot of people now are never happy. They're always, you victimize me by giving me the horrible gift. They really think that, you know. Yeah. Uh, except they, uh, they'll probably hate your gift. Narcissistic people really do live in a fantasy world that people can uh, read their minds. Uh, it's a fussiness, but it's really sort of uh, the spoiled child within that can never be soothed. Exactly what we're talking about. These people, it's me, me, me. I'm still a little kid in my head, and it's all about me. That's what narcissism is. They just never got over it. Limit the time you spend with them. All you have to do is just say, hey, I can only stay for this amount of time. If they get upset with that, that's okay because that's your boundary that you're setting. Find the people you enjoy being around. Maybe you uh, have a narcissistic father, but you really love being around your nieces and nephews. Try to find time those specific people or loved ones that are most important to you. See, I this I, this doesn't affect me the way it does most people apparently because I don't really give a rat's ass. If you're a narcissist, good. You're going to be who you are. I don't care. I really do not care. You know, we can... You're going to feel bad in your own day because this asshole is being an asshole? Yeah, it's hard because there's some people in your lives that you just have to be around that are going to react this way. Um, I think there's some good boundary setting that I like with that, like the telling of the time or just knowing, going into situations, knowing the person's going to hate your gift is kind of nice. Yeah, but you don't have any narcissists in your family. I've met your family. no. Well, there's narcissists adjacent people. I mean, I wouldn't oh, even call them full-blown narcissists, but people in your life where you're like, I'm going to avoid being alone in a room with somebody like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to literally, and that's where having a kid is pretty clutch, where I'm like, oh, I got to go change Margot's diaper. They're like, oh, I didn't even smell it. She's pooped. She pooped. Yeah, got to go. Matter of fact, we've got to go home to change it. That's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Um, making time for you. Plan something for you on that day, Cole says. Uh, quietly make a plan to have lunch with a friend or get a, uh, or get a massage, uh, go for a walk in the park unless you're, so they, they jumped right to that. That was kind of weird. Uh, so in other words, they're saying, if you don't like someone, stay away from them. What, how, how is this a, a big message? If I don't like somebody, I just don't go around them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how is that a big tip? Yeah. I think, you know, it's one of those things where planning out your game plan, mm -hmm. sometimes the holidays are riddled in minefields. Sometimes having a game plan, talking yeah. with your partner is really good too. Cause if you're like, Hey, I don't like to be alone with Kevin. Um, he always talks about like how I suck at football and I don't want to be like, yeah, you, if you see me talking to Tevin, will you just come over and talk to us? Cause it's always difficult for me. And so like, I think going in with a game plan and, and, talking to your partner about a game plan is good too right and also if your whole family knows like if there's like okay uncle jimmy over here he's the guy that everybody has to look out for if everybody's in on it make a game of it i go yeah. up and start a conversation with uncle jimmy yep. loop britney into it and then i bounce and leave britney with uncle jimmy and now she's got yeah, somebody I can see that yeah absolutely sure. there's a there's a person like that in our extended family that happens to all the time in your you said in your what family extended family oh extended okay so so you don't see him all the time no, no, but it is funny to like drop the ball and like be like, hey, Lindsay, I'll be right back and then leave my sister with this person. <laughs> or like if Lindsay's walking by, I'm like, this person just said something so interesting that it really like pertains to what you were telling me the other day, Lindsay. And she's like. <sighs> the biggest narcissist you've ever met did what for a living? 
Brittany, you go uh, first. Um, worked in uh, video stuff. Working in video, making videos or selling videos? Making. Making videos, okay. So that's good. How about you two? Ooh, the biggest narcissist would probably, easily would be a comedian. Easily. Oh, I bet. Boy, yeah. good call. There was, yeah. there was a comedian, we don't have to say it, screw it, Steve Byrne. There was one day <laughs> where he got locked out of oh. the comedy club by mistake because he was like in an area where we take our garbage out. And so the mall yeah. closed the door. And he knocked on the door once. I opened it. Hey, sorry about that. You're about to go on stage in three minutes. And he almost cried because we interrupted the creative process that is necessary oh, to go on no. stage. And how would you dare expect me to now give a performance? I don't even want to go on stage right oh. now. Like, absolute nightmare. So Steve Byrne. Don't even feel He was bad just in it. town, wasn't he, like two weeks ago? Yeah, he's not funny. I don't like him. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, no, that's a good delivery right there. Um, AJ, what do you got? Um, I've interacted with a couple of TV personalities through just like prior Hubbard stuff, like through college. I met some people that are like, okay, hey, we're all just in college here taking classes. Mm -hmm. the, the, the ego should not be this big. Uh, no, we need to tone it back. If it's, if it's this bad now, <laughs> I can only imagine if you get any job and it seems like it uh, did not diminish if you, you know, do small town like Iowa local news. Like mm -hmm. I'm a superstar. Doesn't it, it? Just doesn't work out too well. So <laughs> it just that might have been a little too it. specific, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, some TV personalities I've, I've encountered and crossed paths with have been quite the treat, so to speak. Catherine, would you open the door? He's whining. Yeah, what, Catherine, what are you doing? And why is she standing there? He wants to come out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. oh, she's oh, trying to let somebody in my house. Oh, they're delivering. Uh, what did she buy now? For, is that here a replacement pot? Dang, why are there 14 people rolling and in? Is that another dog? You have a visitor? Why would she leave him in here? Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Catherine, you're such a narcissist. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> Throw it right under the bus. Yeah, in my life, to tell you the truth, the most narcissistic people. But again, it depends on who you're around a lot, too, doesn't it? Yeah. If you're absolutely. around a certain type of person, then that's going to be that kind of deal. Because I have never, ever seen higher levels of narcissism than radio people. Particularly management, but a lot of announcers and all the rest of it. Some salespeople, but mostly it's, it's you know, high-end management and the people that appear uh, in radio. But it's the same thing I think, AJ, you just said about television, that uh, some television people tend to get that attitude. So mm -hmm. I suppose being in the public eye is part of it. Do you think that's what it is? Oh, 100%. I do. Yeah. And, I, I, and I also want to say I think that some of them that have that, like, that – that narcissistic feature it almost helps mm -hmm. drive their career for arguably probably. the better because they're yeah, like probably. i need it i have to be in the spotlight i have to mm -hmm. like push myself forward so is there a positive a aspect of narcissism yeah maybe a mm -hmm. little bit but at the same time it makes everybody yeah. else really sick at dealing with you <laughs> yeah well it's interesting you say that because some of my favorite people in the world are radio people it doesn't seem to me like there's any middle ground maybe there is but i've just never noticed it but in radio, people are really very nice, and I really like them. Oh, they're a massive pain in the ass who think they're a lot more talented than they really are. You you guys have run into that. 
yeah, yeah. Especially, people think they're supremely talented it's like no you're not no. calm and, down and it's especially oh. like working when i was at the comedy club they if it was like a b-level guy that thought he was you know i should be more famous than i am those are the people that are the pains in the ass yeah. to deal with it's so yeah it's a lot of i should be more famous yeah and that's why i'm a pain in the ass to everybody so i think that's a that's good because i kind of equate comedians with radio people because mm. most radio people think they're funny and some of them are not you know it's that kind of deal <laughs> mm-hmm. yep but you know and in radio management just because you drink more than everybody else doesn't mean you're really good at the job you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah there's there's nothing more he goes mm-hmm. there's nothing more refreshing than running into that person where they like undersell themselves and then you you know they get on a mic or something like that and they're wildly talented and they're like yeah i guess that you know i, I knew it was okay yeah. and you can tell that they're being genuine mm-hmm. there's like they think less of themselves but that like they're still trying to work at it but they're really good they nail it it's so refreshing to work with somebody like mm-hmm. that yeah yeah, it's, that's an interesting point. I'm glad you brought that up because some of the nicest people I ever met in radio were supremely successful. I mean, we're talking people. Uh, you guys ever heard of are you? Larry Lujak was on before your generation. Do you even know who he is? Can't say no. He was the biggest, by far the biggest announcer ever on WLS in Chicago. Larry Lujak was supremely talented. A lot of what we do now, Larry was the first one to do it. Could not have been a nicer guy. Very humble, just very easygoing. But he got on that mic, man. He was unbelievable. You know, the same thing with Scott Shannon, who in New York just dominated New York forever. You know, you got all these people that are... So there is that area. There was like most people, then there are talented people, and then there are talented people who can handle being talented. You know, there are yep. three levels. That makes sense to you? Yeah, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense, for sure. I suppose it's like in all businesses, though. It doesn't matter if you're... Some guys are a lot better at auto repair than other guys, right? That's true. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's... So I would say this about why do I love being in radio? Because there are the two very opposite ends of the business. There are people who think they're really good who suck, and there are people who are really good that don't think they're that good. Those are the people you want to work with, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, win a customized ice cream sheet cake for you and your family this Christmas and New Year's from Grand Old Creamery on Grand Avenue in St. Paul, featuring holiday-flavored eggnog. I said holiday-flavored eggnog and winter wonderland flavors through the end of the month. Enter now through the Tom Bernard Show app. We shall take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that does 
doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. When you need someone to listen, a lawyer you know and trust with respect that you deserve. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant. Over the years at holiday time, Bradshaw and Bryant has been able to help thousands of Minnesotans arrive home safely from the bars. This year, there's still lots of things that we can do to ensure that you stay safe on the roads, like slowing down giving yourself enough time that you're not in a rush, no texting and driving, hands-free phone calls, and of course, no drinking and driving. Please be safe so that you get home to your loved ones. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. This year, my biggest wish is that we all remain happy, healthy, and even a little more kind to one another. A lawyer who will fight with confidence and pride a Working harder, going farther With my Bryant on your side Before you head back to one of the big box stores for your hunting and shooting needs this season, do yourself a favor and visit my choice, K&L Surplus and Ammo in Lino Lakes. Not only does K&L have one of the widest selections of firearms and ammo in the Twin Cities, they also do business the right way. They want to make sure that you have the right firearm and the right ammo for your needs. Jim, the owner, has over 25 years of experience in the business and will help you find what you need at a fair price. Speaking of prices, a lot of stores are using inflation and supply shortages as an excuse to raise prices on ammunition. Not K&L. Jim's doing everything to hold the line on pricing so you can spend more time on the range. Find out for yourself why K&L Surplus and Ammo has been the choice of gun owners for over 25 years. Go in and chat with Jim in person at the store on Lake Drive and Lina Lakes or online at klgunstore.com, klgunstore.com. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friend, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you, just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, Go to SaberHeating.com. That's S-A-B-R-E Heating.com. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. 